found no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. So we need to get rid of that guilt. We need to get rid of that shame. Jesus paid the price for us not to uh, have to have that anymore. And so we're going to get ready for the word of God this morning. And uh, we want to want to share uh, just a, a short Palm Sunday message with you uh, that will encourage you and that we will be able to understand what this Palm Sunday means to us. Uh, and so we're going to talk about uh, our courageous king, uh, because that's who Jesus is. He is our courageous king, and when we look at the scripture, we see uh, him the blood uh, riding. Uh, the scripture uh, and it talks about him riding on a donkey. So when you look at Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11, uh, that's where you see his entrance. We talk about his entrance into the uh, the city on this donkey and how he came uh, at, on a donkey as an humble way of saying that he was royalty. And so we need to understand that he... Uh, was he is royalty. He's always been royalty. But he came on riding on a donkey. So that was the humbleness, the humbleness. So when we look at Matthew chapter 21, uh, we're going to read that. Father God, we thank you so much for your word this morning. We thank you for our courageous, wonderful uh, Savior, who gave his life for our lives so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. And so we're grateful this morning that we have the opportunity to acknowledge how he entered into the city on that donkey, Father God, which was the beginning of the Passion Week, the beginning of what was going to happen to him, the beginning of him giving his life so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. And so we thank you and give you praise right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So when we look at this scripture in Matthew 21, <clears throat> we're going to be talking about uh, this uh, courageous uh, Jesus, Jesus with incredible courage, uh, and he showed uh, that courage and, and the power of his authority. And we're just going to look at that scripture uh, and read it to you, just so you get to understand now why Palm Sunday is a part of the Passion, uh, the beginning of the Passion, as we call it. And so we look at Psalms 21, if you have your Bible, and starting at verse 1. It says, And now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent the disciples, two disciples, uh, saying to them, Go 
into the village opposite you. And immediately you will find a donkey and uh, a donkey tied. I am so sorry. I got the smallest translation I could find. I mean, the smallest print. Saying to them, go into the village. Reverend, I want you to find this scripture because I'm probably going to ask you to help me read it because my Bible that I'm using is just fine print and you won't with bifocals. I'm having some difficulty. So you find Matthew chapter uh, 21 and I'll read until you find that. Okay. So go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a coat with her and a coat with her. So this donkey was tied and she had a coat. That's what it said. And loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has sent, uh, has need of them. And immediately uh, he will send them. Did you find it yet? Um. Yeah, mine is different. It's a different translation. But where did you uh, end? Where would you like me to begin? Four. 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 <clears throat> and all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet saying, Tell ye the daughter of Sion, behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon a donkey, and a coat that the four of, of an donkey. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them and brought the donkey and the coat and put them on their uh, on their clothes and they sat him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way other cut other cuts down branches from trees and straw them uh, in the way. And the multitude that went before and followed Christ saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Bless he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus okay. wanted... Okay. That's mm -hmm. all you want to stop right there. Because we didn't want to go into what happened at the temple. We're not going there right now. Okay. But we want to, we want to just look at these uh, few verses of scripture. Jesus is Lord, and he has ultimate authority over all things. So we need to remind, be reminded today of the incredible courage Jesus showed and the power of his authority. We need to understand that Jesus has authority over everything. So we need to understand here uh, that Jesus came, the symbolism here is that he came in riding on a donkey, but he had a purple, uh, somebody had a purple covering that they, they threw off over the the he and the, it uh, purple is a symbol of uh, royalty, a symbol of authority. 
the color purple. And so we see he came and he was on this donkey. He sent his disciples to get the donkey, and then he was on the donkey. And so we see uh, this the crowd begin to acknowledge uh, the power that was being represented here. And that's some of the thing that uh, was uh, uh, made the uh, people, the, the Jews, angry with him, is that he walked in his authority. He walked in the fact that he was who he was. He was the son of God. He knew who he was. But then he also was humble. And the symbolism of the donkey shows humility. So he had authority. He knew he had authority. But he also uh, wanted people to know that he was just a, a simple man. God, uh, you know, that was one of the things that the Jews were upset about. They were upset because he was saying he was the son of God. Well, the Pharisees uh, and the Sadducees were the religious groups of that time. And they had expected that if this man really was the uh, Messiah, that he would definitely come as a king. Uh, symbolizing uh, the crown, the, the all of, of the regalness uh, that they uh, expected him to, to come uh, not on a donkey, not on a donkey, and got, has you know, just a common mule to bring him. He should have had a chariot because he was a uh, royalty. He was the son of God. So this man couldn't possibly, couldn't possibly be the son of God is what they wanted everyone to believe. Uh, they wanted everyone to believe that, you know, he was couldn't be the son of God. Because if he was the son of God, he would have come in and share it and he'd have attendance well, those disciples were his attendants, but you see, uh, attendants, but you see, Jesus' purpose for coming to the earth was not to show uh, that he uh, was uh, rich, but he was. He didn't come to show that, you know, he had all these wonderful uh, castles and all these servants. And all these chariots and horses that symbolize abundance. He came symbolizing the common man, the common, and I say man, I mean female and male. He, he came to symbolize that uh, he came for all people. He didn't just come for the rich. He didn't just come for the prosperous. And, uh, and so his Pharisee uh, people and the uh, Sadducee people, those religious groups, that wasn't what they expected. And so they were very unhappy about the fact that here this man comes on a mule and he's saying he's the son of God. But his presentation to the people, the people, the reaction of the people. What does it say they did when they saw him come on that mule? What did, they, what did the word say? 
the disciples went, I'm reading from verse 6, the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded because if you move up to verse 4, I don't know if you're looking at your what uh, translation you're looking at, but move up to verse 4. All of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. This was prophesied. And if you want to run a reference on this prophecy, you go back into Isaiah. Isaiah was one of the major, what we call the major prophets. And Isaiah, uh, I love that name. My grandson's name is Isaiah. And I was with him. He is a very, uh, very, very uh, special uh, person if you get to know him. He's uh, he's older in his years if you have a conversation with him. But the important part is, is that he has the name of a famous prophet. The prophet that prophesied both the crucifixion, the birth of Christ, you find that in Isaiah chapter 9, and then he uh, prophesied the uh, the death of Christ, the death and the, the torture that he went through on the cross. You can find that in Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 will give you that description of what he went through on the cross. And of course, this is the Passion Week. We're starting the Passion Week. That's what we call it. And I, I wasn't really familiar with that term until I went uh, to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to go to Bible College. And in that, you know, in the area, in that area, in the southern southwest, in that area, you find that they're having services, uh, outside services, all kinds of services during the Passion Week. That's what they call it, the Passion Week. And so this today, Palm Sunday, is the beginning of the Passion Week. And it's going to continue all week long. And then the culmination, of course, not that is not Friday, but the actual crucifixion is celebrated on Friday. I'm saying celebrated. It was a dark day. It was a sad day. But the whole point of that day was uh, that Jesus made the provision for us to be saved. He had to go through what he went through so that we could have salvation. So then and then we go on to Sunday and we go to what we call Resurrection Sunday or some people call it Easter. And I want y'all to know it is not about Easter Monday, okay? It's not about the little chickens that we like, candy chickens and jelly beans. I love jelly beans. They are full of sugar and not good for old ladies like me, but I love jelly beans. If you get jelly beans in all colors, all flavor, and I just love it when you get past the Resurrection Sunday because you get all that candy on sale, and that's not good for me, but I like it. And so I ask God to forgive me and just have me a good old sugar time. But, uh, you know, there's a saying from years ago about preachers. 
that they preacher would say, don't do as I do as I say, but that is not right. You're supposed to make a, it could be an example. So you can splurge that one time with the jelly beans, and then after that you get back on your diet. Some of y'all are diabetic, I hope not, but if you are, you certainly need to leave that gem, those jelly beans alone. They are loaded with sugar. <laughs> but I'm getting off the subject. But we have to keep a little humor here, too, because Jesus had a sense of humor. God has a sense of humor. Look at us. He has a sense of humor, so we have to know how to have one, too. And so I want you, but I want you to read that Isaiah 53. And I'm not going to take the time to read it now, but I want you to know that he talks about Jesus being wounded for our transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. We are healed. That blood has never lost its power. You know, we sing about that blood that never loses its power. That blood has never lost its power. So back to our, our scripture today. So Jesus went and he did, uh, the disciples went and did what Jesus told them to do. And then they brought the donkey to him and, it, and the colt. So the donkey and the colt, because that was the mama with the baby. And then laid their clothes on. See, they put their cloak because they didn't have a proper covering for the animal. And, you know, they were going to put their king, their king was the coming king who was going to ride on that donkey. So they put their clothes on them and uh, on them. And then it says a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. They put their clothes on the road so that they could have a, 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 a beautiful entrance uh, covered with uh, dirt so that they, you know, would have not have to uh, get uh, dirty going through that street because they didn't have paved streets like we have. And so others went and cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before, I'm reading from the scripture, went before, and those who followed cry out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They were uh, bringing him, that was his entrance into the city. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. I want to say it again because they were prophesying. They were staring with the people who didn't know. This is Jesus. And he comes from Nazareth, from Galilee. But what they, they, they really 
wanted people to know that he was an important person. That's how you enter into the city with all this fanfare. But he showed humility because he didn't come in a chariot. He came on a donkey. Praise God for what he did to show that he was a man of authority, but he was a man of humility. And he was man and God. That's what we have to know. Jesus is man and God. He was in a flesh and blood body. He came to this earth, uh, uh, a virgin being inseminated by God, uh, and she became pregnant. You go back in the history. It's a wonderful thing to go back in history. We go back in history about our families. We go back in history about our government. We go back in history. Go back in the history of the New Testament start where Mary was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. No man put his hands on her. No man uh, caused her to be with child. The Holy Spirit came upon her and he inseminated her with, uh, yeah, so that she could give birth to a uh, 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 God man. She gave birth to a God man. He, 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 he was both God and man. He is still that. He is the only one in the heavens right now, still in a human body, still has the holes in his hands, hands and holes in his feet, still got that hole in his side, the proof that he is the Messiah. And he came riding on in that city on a donkey, and he was uh, uh, hailed by all of those that were watching and the ones that didn't know as he was. So, in verse 11, again it says, so the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth, and we want you to know today that Jesus is still alive and sitting at the right hand of the throne and grace making intercession for us. He's there pleading our case both day and night. And you know, the other night, uh, my pastor, Pastor uh, Albert Macron, he had all night prayer. Now, when I was in Tulsa, and even before I left Tulsa, the church that I was attending, uh, my pastor at that time, Pastor Dick Bernal, of course, he was a Raymond graduate, as I am, and he would hold all night prayer. So I was introduced to all night prayer before I went to Raymond, but I was introduced, uh, uh, you know, very, very, uh, got very familiar with all night prayer in Oklahoma. And people would come, I mean, it wasn't just two or three of us. It was a whole church full of folk. Those that had children, they brought their children in their pajamas, brought a blanket and spread it out and put their children. These children went to sleep listening to prayer, to hearing people pray, asking God to move in our midst, causing uh, them to know that God does answer prayer. And we would stay up all night praying. 
and about four o'clock in the morning, you know, people started getting quiet, your ideas got heavy, and then somebody would break out in a song, and you know, we get revived again. And so, uh, all night prayer is uh, something that you've never, if you've never experienced, I encourage you to do that. But we want to just uh, talk about this Jesus, this Jesus. Who is that man? This Jesus, Jesus. And we know that he is the Son of God and that he was sent here to give his life so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. And so these palms, they line the sides of the road. So many times, many uh, ministries today who are having uh, service and not having it virtually will have palms. They used to give away little palm branches uh, in the Sunday school, something to signify that today is Palm Sunday. And today is the day or, uh, the, the, in the history of the Bible which Jesus made his entrance into the city made his entrance as the king he is the king of glory who is the king of glory well he is the king of glory and he made his entrance on a donkey an humble uh a mule that's what some folks would say he made his entrance on a mule so i am not going to prolong this I have given you scripture and I have given you information and uh, we are celebrating, we are beginning the celebration. This is the beginning of the Passion Week. Uh, there will be services on Friday for Good Serve, Good Friday. And uh, we normally have prayer on Friday. So we will have prayer on Friday. And I know that most of you are work, so you're not available. Uh, there will be service, Good Friday service usually is from 12 until 3, I think, uh, that, that most churches that have that service. But we won't have it during the day, but we will meet on Friday evening, and we're going to call it a prayer service. I may do uh, just a little bit of teaching, but we are going together, and I, I hope that those of you who normally don't come to prayer will come. Uh, and uh, invite others to come, and we'll be on Zoom at 7 p.m., and it'll just be an hour. We're not going to keep you long, but uh, it would be good for us to connect, because you see, that's the victory day. That's the victory day. We, we know that he went to the cross. We know that he suffered and died, and then he was buried. That's what the scripture tells us. He, he died. He was crucified. He died. And he was buried. And then, come Sunday, he'll be resurrected. The Holy Spirit will wake him up, put light back in him, and wake him up and cause him to be risen. And that's what Resurrection Sunday is all about. He is risen from the grave. And he is Lord. And so with that said, this may be short. It may not be as much information as you'd like to have, but it's a good start. So I send you to the scriptures. 
uh, you can look at the Gospel of John. Every uh, one of the Gospels has an account uh, uh, of what happened passion, in the Passion Week. So if you want the whole account, the, the, the most uh, familiar account, it's in John, uh, the Gospel of John. Uh, but you can find an account of the Passion Week and Jesus' crucifixion in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and the Gospel of John. I'll say it that way because we have some other Johns in the Bible which you're not familiar with the Scripture. But you want the Gospel of John. And people who are, for the first time, accepting Jesus Christ, don't know anything about him, that is the book that I refer them to. I want you to read the Gospel of John so that you can get to know Jesus. Because at the end of that book of the, of the New Testament, uh, the writer says that that was why that book was written. And so we want people to know Jesus. We want people to become acquainted with Jesus. And what he did before he went to Calvary, he walked on this earth, and he did some uh, miracles and signs and wonders occurred because he walked on this earth as a man. And then just before his crucifixion, he came riding through the city on a donkey. And that's what Palm Sunday is all about in a capsule. You want to do some research on it, you're able to just understand about what the palms represented, what the, the robes represented, uh, but we don't have enough time to do all of that this morning, but we just want to make you pay attention, not make you, but ask you to pay attention to the Palm Sunday, to the fact that this is the beginning of the Passion Week. So we're going to take communion this morning, and I did send out a text. I, I don't know if everybody got it. So if you didn't get it, what you can do is go to your kitchen right now and get you a little piece of cracker. And if you don't have any grape juice, just get whatever kind of juice you have. And uh, we're going to go ahead. Uh, we're going to have a communion service. Uh, before we get to this. And so we'll give you just a minute to do that. So I think that was why I had some of the music. But uh, if we don't have any more music, Reverend, we'll just go right on into the communion service. And we'll be looking at 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 is where we're going for our communion service. And Father, we just thank you today. We thank you that Jesus gave his life at Calvary for us. And we thank you, Father God, that because you did, we can live, we can have eternal life, that we can have life and have it more abundant, that we can... Uh, be blessed to know that we are children of God and where we're going to spend eternity. We, go, we thank you so much, Lord, because if it weren't out for you going to Calvary, we would not be able to 
God. Be who we are and know where we're going to spend eternity and know who is our Savior because you are the one that Great. Amen. So we're getting ready to have our communion service. And like I say, all you need is a little piece of cracker and uh, a little juice. And if you don't have grape juice, whatever juice you happen to have, you can use. And we are going to sit at the Lord's table. I want to. Uh, share with you First Corinthians chapter 11. Praise God. I'm trying to get my little cracker out of this package that we use. Uh, praise God. Hey. Yeah, we go. All right. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. For I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take ye, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So if you have your cracker, you're going to eat the cracker. And then in the same manner, Sorry. <laughs> In the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, "This cup is the this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me." And so we're gonna uh, partake of the cup. Father, we thank you again for shedding the sun, for your son shedding the blood, shedding that perfect blood for our sins, that would wash away our sins, that would cause us to be able to become children of God. Lord, we thank you for all that you went through on Calvary uh, so that we could be saved. And Father God, we thank you that you've allowed us to sit at the table again to remember what was done at Calvary, to remember that Jesus was resurrected, to remember that he now sits at the right hand of the throne of grace. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and we give you praise. Amen. So thank God. Again, we're celebrating today, and it's Palm Sunday, so we're celebrating with those that were there when Jesus came, made his entrance into the city on that mule, 
and we'll be celebrating next Sunday because that's when we'll have uh, Resurrection Sunday and it's we'll be celebrating that Jesus is alive. He is not dead. He is very much alive. And right now, he's sitting at the right hand of the throne of grace making intercession for us. I thank God for each one of you today. I'm going to ask Reverend to dismiss us. I want you to have a beautiful day. And just remember that this week is a week when we really need to turn our thoughts, turn our thoughts towards the uh, whole uh, uh, issue of our Savior being crucified, being beaten. And so uh, what I uh, am suggesting that you want to review that uh, chapter in Isaiah 50, Isaiah 53, to review that. And just be prayerful. And of course, I ever since the pandemic, I have been fasting until noon every day. So I continue to practice that. But maybe on Friday, good Friday, you want to join me and fast until noon, all that can. Now, if you have health issues that don't allow you to do it, we're not wanting you to put your health in place. But if you're able to, and I'll send a reminder, if you would fast with me, uh, well, no, you're going to fast uh, on Friday. Yes, fast or no. Now, there'll be services going on, and if you're in an area where they're having a good private service, if you'd like to attend, then I would say to you, you want to uh, hold on to your fast until the service is over. But if otherwise, fast until noon, and then, you know, you can have some food. But you can have liquids for those of you who are not familiar with fasting. Uh, Old Testament saints used to do without water or do without liquids. We don't encourage that because we want it to be a healthy fast. God is not interested in you abusing your body. So I'm going to do a teaching on that. Abusing your body. What you're doing is you're abstaining from uh, something that we do, which is eat. You're abstaining from foods, but we don't tell you to abstain from liquids because your body needs liquids. We don't want you damaging your kidneys trying to be holy because God created you to be healthy. He created your body to be well. He said your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So if you are the container for the Holy Spirit, you need to take care of that body. And so health is what we want uh, to, you to have. So we're not telling you don't have any liquids. But we're saying if you're going to join us and you're able to, that's the other thing. If you're not able to, don't do it. Because abusing your body is not what you want. Jesus was wounded by our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. So we don't have to go through that. So if you're abusing your body, don't do it. Uh, what I'm saying is, is if it's health-wise, if your doctor told you, don't, you, you, whatever, 
you, you do uh, what the doctor said, but uh, if you're able, health-wise, then please join us and sacrifice solid food until noon on Friday, okay? So I've done enough talking. And we're going to get ready to dismiss, and I'm going to ask uh, Robeson to dismiss us this morning. Thank you for joining us. I want you to enjoy your day. And keep in mind that this is the day that Jesus made his entrance into the city, and that the next step is that he's going to be taken into custody and crucified. And that'll be on Friday. So, Reverend, I don't want to be talking, so I'm going to find it out what you did. Amen. Thank you for that message, Pastor. You know, uh, especially, you know, that, that talking about Jesus' humbleness, riding into a town on a donkey when he could have took, he could have had any horse, chariot, he could have had one made of gold if he wanted to, but he chose to do it on a donkey. And that shows a lot of humbleness, you know. And I always, uh, I always, I can't say I like the part, but the part where he was hanging on the cross, and he said, "Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do." How amazing for a man to be hanging on the cross, the Son of God, and say, "Forgive them who hung him there." So you know. Yeah, humbleness is, is, is really something. But anyway, thank you for that word. I hope every, each and every one of us and the ones who listen later carry that word with them all week. You know, this is just not a Sunday thing. This is an everyday thing. We know this is Passion Week, but he wanted us to have passion every day. So I thank you for that message. And uh, I will carry it with me. So I hope the rest of y'all carry it with y'all. So Father God, we thank you for the message. We thank you for the messenger, Father God. And once again, we thank you for your son, Father God. We thank you for the things that he has done, Father God. We thank you for the sins that he has taken away, Father God. And we just thank you for him, Father God. And as we carry on our week, Father God, we just pray that there you are with us, Lord. And Father God, as we go on to our Resurrection Sunday, Father God, we pray that people know what it really is, Father God. Yes, we like the hams and the pineapples on top of the hams, and we like the Easter candy, and we like all of that, Father God. But like Christmas, we want people to know and to remember what this day really represents, Father God the resurrection, Father God, of Christ, Father God. So we just pray, Father God, that everyone keeps that in mind, Father God. We give you praise, Father God. We ask that hedge of protection, Lord, over each and every one of us. We ask that hedge of protection over the family members represented here today, Father God. We just give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone say amen. Amen. Thank Amen. You, Amen. Enjoy that. Thank you. Amen. Well, God bless you.
Y'all have a beautiful day. Don't eat too many jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> I got my bag. I got my bag of jelly beans. <laughs> well, I also ate them up and uh, last week, so I have to go find some more. <laughs> well, you know what? I got to take my mama to Jules today, so I'm going to get my jelly beans. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> and I got to tell y'all real quick, Jules is, Jules is uh, California Safeway. Just in case y'all didn't know that <laughs> they even owned by the same company. I just want to throw that oh. bit of knowledge in there. Oh, oh yes. I'm gonna put that up today. If the Lord Lord leads you, we'll be in prayer at 7 p.m. tomorrow night. So you can join us today. All right, everybody. Y'all have a blessed week, man. Okay, okay. bye. All right, bye bye. Have a blessed week, everyone. See you, Sister Rose. I'll see you on now. Uh, she disappeared. <laughs> uh. Amen. 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 Phone companies are trying their hardest to make it. Thank you. 